Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Yeah. Pray for me. Just pray for me. Over, nigga. Fuck you, if you touch one of my guns, I buck you You ain't got nuts enough to come through and get back at my niggas for them gun wounds You a punk bitch ass nigga, you soft dope I'm a young rich ass nigga who love to show you how a nigga get his lights Blue teach you the mystery of God and murk You bury you motherfuckers in the sea Man, miss a post of that nigga in the pre Shit and no my niggas don't play or stunt Shit is shot back but you got your dome cut While we party with the pretty little Q T's you be fertilizing dirt for new trees Fucking with the mobs is out in Q B leave you hung for that shit that your mouth speaks Just Bitch ass nigga And when I'm out in the world just pray for me And if you down for whatever you wait for me I got these cowboys out trying to lay for me And they making me shit is pray for me And I can see that they got they afraid of me It is me, I am your gracious host, Mitchell Brown. Thank y'all for joining me, for being here. Uh, whenever you listen to this podcast, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. We're glad to be back. It feels good. It, you know, it feels good whenever I have a chance to speak with the fam, speak with you guys. Um, it's been, you know, it's it's been hard. But we we don't have we don't we don't we we, we well we we don't have time. We do have time. We have time to talk about that. Um, but there's, there's there's a lot of things that we have to talk about that we missed out on. Right? Some of the things that we got to talk about. Or at least one of the things that we have to talk about is what the fuck's going on on the planet. I live in New Jersey. For those of you that don't know, most of you know that. I live in New Jersey. And in New Jersey, we have seasons, right? Part where I live in New Jersey is very close to New York City, very close to Philadelphia. We have seasons, okay? Summertime, when it's hot, it's going to be hot. Wintertime, when it's cold, it's going to be cold. And in between, it's going to be in between. Right? We get a lot of rain in the spring. Get, you know, some rain, some funky kind of weather. It could be hot, it could be cold. It could be a whole lot of different things in the fall. All right? Two hurricanes hit New York City. In like a three week span and like real life hurricanes, usually, you know, the news says we're going to get hurricanes and they've been doing this forever. You talk about, oh, we're going to get hurricanes. It's going to be bad. It's going to be fucked up. And it's never really what, you know, they say it is right. Even even, you know, when it rains a little bit too much and um, there's flooding, right? There might be flooding in the subway in, in New York City or, you know, there might be flooding in other parts of New York City, downtown Manhattan, different things like that. And people are like, yo, what the fuck is going on? 
that it ain't really because the weather's that bad so much as the infrastructure is that poor. Right. Um, but now it's getting to the point where you're like, yeah, nah. So like for Ida, right? For Hurricane Ida, what was different with Hurricane Ida for me was how fast the rain shut down the state. Not so much like we knew beforehand, like, hey, it's going to rain a lot. It's going to, you know, we're going to get, it's going to be, nah, nah. They said, yo, it's going to rain. And um, it didn't rain all day. Then around six, it started raining. And like when it started raining, it, it started raining. It was a lot of rain. It was a lot of rain. And, you know, people still try to go about that. I mean, shit, they had a tennis match that Wednesday. People still try to go about their day. You know, still people's coming home from work, doing whatever they commute, running their errands or whatever. The next thing you know, all of the roads are starting to be closed because they're flooded. And like not flooded, like like we're like it's it's flooded. And then you're looking at parking lots and office parks and you're seeing streams like not just like standing water. Right. When I think flood, I'm thinking of standing water. Not so much like you see water flowing. You see the current in the water. It was all it was. It was um, it was it was bad. And, you know, I say that while the other side of the country is on fire and while. I'm, all right. So I guess it's good that we're talking to you guys. And, you know, I guess we're a week away from 9-11. Um, because I got I got some I got some. You know what? That's a little that's that's a little serious. Let's talk about some bullshit before we start talking about something serious. Um. Music. You know, it's been it's been trying. <laughs> it's been trying, right? I shout out to AZ. I heard some of the AZ album. Um, shout out to AZ. But like you, music, basically, you know, this quarter or or this this early part of Q four has been broken down into Kanye and Drake. And I don't like that. Because I, I mean I don't think the Kanye album's a Kanye album. Um Drake, I don't think that Drake is interested in making rap music. And, and like I I I <sighs> I'm going to put this delicately. And I don't want to box it in, right? I, because, um, you know, like Lil Nas X came out with an album. I have not listened to this album. I'm probably not going to listen to the album. Um, but there was a certain excitement, right? Um, n- not just for albums, but like for hip hop. It was a certain excitement for hip hop. That's just not there. And... As I record this, right, like my timeline's going nuts um, about some shit that Karen Civil did. Supposedly Karen is ripping niggas off. And I'm, I don't have anything to say about Karen. I don't know Karen personally. 
uh, you know, we have some mutual friends. I'm like, I don't, you know what I mean? But what ruined hip hop? A, this Kanye album. I don't, I don't, I don't know if this. I don't know. If, I think it ruins this Kanye album to look at it as a hip hop album. I don't think Kanye. I don't think it's a hip hop album. Um. And one thing that I appreciate or can appreciate about Kanye is is that he's trying to uh, push some shit forward. Hip hop, as we've known it, should not still be what it is. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop should not be like what, like the Sugar Hill Gang. What what was that? Like '79 or whatever, right? Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like Run DMC. Um, think they first i mean not they first album but i think well their first platinum selling out i think that was like 87 um you know like rakim had like like the the, the first platinum album as a solo artist i think that was like 89 right we, we went through so many different eras right the grimy era the horror rap era right um you know the big willie era you know what I'm saying? Diddy and shiny suits and all that. The bling era, right? Went to the little goofy, baggy era. And it's... All of those eras was about a certain level of toughness, hardness, right? Your lyrics was hard. They was, you know what I'm saying? And hip-hop... Was the genre that never wanted to be corporate. And now everything's corporate. And it's weird that when everything's corporate, now we have all of the discussions about hip hop artists, but none of it is about the music. Right? Like, whatever people say about Lil Nas X has nothing to do with his music. I haven't heard a Lil Nas X song since um uh take my horse on the old town road i haven't heard a song yeah i know there's videos right i'm not interested in watching this this nigga goofy ass music videos where he get nasty with the devil and that's not that's not <laughs> you know what i'm saying i and and again I, I don't even know if Lil Nas X is a rapper right um but of course they throw him in the rap category the hip-hop category because he's black right you know what i'm saying you know like Ty, tyler the creator most recently pointed that out like yo i didn't on uh his like igor album at the grammys like yo i didn't make a hip-hop album like y'all said it was hip-hop because i'm black i made a pop album but um nowhere ever in music in pop culture has a genre been on top or been accepted by the young people of that time like hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I'm 36 th- I'm 37 years old. Holy shit, I'm 37. I um hip hop was the shit since I was 7. My nigga. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Yo, like I remember 88 when like like one of my early memories of hip hop was Big Daddy Kane in '88. I was living in New York City with my grandmoms and my moms, and Big Daddy Kane was the shit. And I was four years old. You know what I'm saying? And I remember that. 
And like now, we got young niggas on Twitter talking about Ice T was whack. Like it, it's it's such a different time where if Ice T came out today, and 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 uh, let me be clear, Ice T is not whack. Ice T ain't never been whack. Ice T still make music today, and he makes the music that he wants to make today. And I'm not a big fan of metal, heavy metal, but Ice T got a rap uh, rap group. Ice T got a rock group, and they shit go. And a lot of the shit that y'all listen to today that y'all like is old nigga shit. A lot of the flips that they be doing and all that be like even even like a whole lot of the rhyme patterns, right? A whole lot of the uh uh the way cats flow. Be and I don't want to say that these niggas is old, but but it be older nigga shit, right? Like I was talking about Drake, Drake the rapper, as well as Nicki Minaj, and like we're gonna talk about like, like Nicki also, but a lot of their success as as rappers would come from them writing four bar verses where like each they'd write four bars and then four more bars four more bars four more bars for their 16 right they would just as opposed to some people writing a 16 if you feel what i'm saying this is kind of some rap nerd shit almost drake and nikki and like the whole young money formula back then was four bars at a time and that was Jadakiss shit. Jadakiss was the first rapper that I noticed to do that. Right? Like, and that was the criticism that a lot of people had with Jadakiss early in his career when he was talking that top five dead alive shit. They was like, yo, nigga, your, your, your verse be kind of everywhere. There's really no cohesion on your verse. Right? Like, for all you little Jadas for the thousandth time, I don't recall hitting your moms or writing your rhymes just because you might have seen me in and out of your house. There's no way that she could have a baby out of her mouth. And then... Right there, he'd start rapping about something different. You know what I'm saying? Whereas though you got you got you got your older again, I don't want to say older, but you you got your 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 some of the quote unquote historical acts, the legacy acts in hip hop like Nas, like Ove, cats like that, whose whole verse was kind of geared towards the song, if that makes sense. Right. Especially a lot of the storytelling rap and shit like that. We just don't have that now. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot of the things that you guys and by you guys, I mean, you 19 year olds, the thing that you guys appreciate about hip hop is old shit. Whether we want to admit it or not, it's just old shit. You feel what I'm saying? There's no new shit. In terms of hip hop, there's nothing I don't think new that we can do, right? One can argue with the the you know the Kanye experiment trying to just have this living, breathing uh, piece of music that's never quite complete. That's never you know what I'm saying? Hey, that that was a good idea in theory, but corporate America can't do nothing with that. It can't sell that shit. And as we become a culture that's more and more geared towards the bag and the bag and everything's about the bag, we got to get the bag. What do we give up when we go for that bag? Now, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers is back on Clubhouse. You 
right? And I mean, Clubhouse was dead, like fucking dead, dead, right? Niggas is on Clubhouse listening to arguing about whatever Karen Civil, whoever she stole money from. And they hired Karen because Karen's plugged in with, you know, Karen could get people, she can get the looks. When the shit was never about the looks, son. This shit was always counter. Hip hop was always counter. Like hip hop was always counter. Yo, hip hop is Mountain Dew commercials, Doritos commercials, every, everywhere. 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 Like everywhere. It was hip hop was never supposed to be corporate. Never supposed to be corporate. It was it was supposed to be like, yo, this is because we've been taken advantage of and we've had our shit stolen and we've been ignored and we ain't got nobody to support us. We're gonna we this is this is our form of expression. One thing that that kind of disturbs me that lets me know that the game is completely corporate with all the shit that's been going on with all the talent that there is in the music space. Where's your conscious rappers? Not where like, you know, what I'm saying like Lil Baby has a verse that's hit, you know, but like where's and I don't want to call public. Well, yeah, fuck it. I'll call public enemy a conscious rap group, but like. On their biggest, on the biggest song ever, right? There was uh, uh, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me because he's straight up racist. The sucker was simple and plain. And then the greatest hype man in hip hop history, Flavor Flav, motherfuck him and John Wayne. Like that, yo, that, yo, that mattered in '89. You know what I'm saying? Most of my heroes don't appear on no stamp. <laughs> like, I felt that. Because most of my heroes didn't appear on no stamp. You feel what I'm saying? My heroes would have never been on no Sprite commercial. Fuck out of here. Like, like the only way my heroes would have been on ESPN was if they was dunking on a nigga or punching somebody in the motherfucking mouth. ESPN... On a Twitter account is out there promoting the Drake album. That shit ain't hip hop. I don't give a fuck. Hey, hey, congratulations on the success. Congratulations on the paycheck and all that. But that ain't hip hop, my nigga. That ain't hip hop, right? We we just had this versus with uh uh fucking Fat Joe and Ja Rule, and niggas is offended because of the shit that Fat Joe said about. The women that Ja Rule, pardon me, the dusty bitches that Ja Rule had back there. And they just took it to me like he was talking about Lil Mo and Vita. And he may have been. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he wasn't. He may have been. But they're like, yo, like, why ain't Fat Joe cancer? Hey, nigga, shut the fuck up, nigga. Hip hop is about edge. It's about harshness. It's about being curt. It's about controversy. It's about rough edges. That's hip hop. It's about competition. Versus is cute, but again, versus is corporate. 
No shade. Shout out to these niggas getting paid. Absolutely. Overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. Pay us like you owe us for all the years that you hold us. We could talk, but money talks, so talk more bucks. I get it. But let's be real. Like, like yo, what's next? And it ain't for me. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't, it, it ain't for me. Y'all niggas know how old I am. I'm fucking, I'm closer to 50 than I am 20. It ain't for me. Right? And if it's the hip-hop that I am looking for, yo, I think I said it on this podcast. I didn't like the Nas album, the new Nas album, when it first dropped. I listened to it six times since it dropped. I like that shit. These niggas need to be embarrassed that in 2021, Nas has the best album. In 2021, he has the best rap album. That's embarrassing. And it's no shade to Nas. I love Nas. I think Nas is the greatest rapper ever. But that's embarrassing. You feel me? So, with the verses, right? I am um, biased because I, I fucks with Fat Joe. I think I think that in terms of career longevity, Fat Joe is the East Coast Snoop Dogg. Just in career longevity, right? Fat Joe. I mean, like Flo Joe. I think I. So like the first rap album that I purchased was a was 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 some scratch records in fucking Irvington Center. I don't even know. If, I doubt scratch records still exist. From Irvington Center, scratch records. It was Redman. Uh, There's a dark side. It was a red cassette. And I remember, you know, what I'm saying like like sound was just everywhere. Music was just everywhere. And I remember Flojo and all that. Um, and he's yo this Puerto Rican dude and blah 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 blah. And yo, the shit was dope. And then all the, all, all the stories of, of the terror squad and all, and I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was, I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the stories. That's, that's, that's those niggas' stories. And Fat Joe is way better at telling stories than I am. He could tell his own story. But I fucked with Fat Joe. And then the way he was able to adjust and adapt and improve, even as a rapper, when Pun died. I was biased to Fat Joe. Yeah, like Ja Rule had the hits and all that, but like when it comes to verses, and I and yo, the God MC, Jada Kiss himself proved it to us when it comes to verses, you can have all that cute shit. Um But the hard hitting street records wins. The shit that got bite wins. Right? So I knew Ja was gonna come out here with with, you know, his billboard hits, and he has tons of billboard hits, and he's massively successful with those. But I, I, I just thought that Joe was going to come with the, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I, I, I felt like the verses was going to be very um, friendly. And I don't like friendly with my competition. That ain't the, that ain't, that ain't my, that ain't my shit. I don't know. I, I don't, we can't be friends if we can. I want to kill you, nigga. I want to, shout out to Mike Tyson. I don't want to eat your heart. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to eat your children, nigga. Praise be to Allah. Like, I don't. I ain't trying to be a fr- We could be friends like uh, when the game over, when the contest is over, we could be friends. Yo, bro, good competition. Damn, you a funny nigga type of shit. But during, you know, you know what I'm saying? So 
had the the entertainment aspect going to Joe. I had the you know the shit talking going to Joe. I had the the appeal going to Joe, even though Ja had the bigger records, right? As well as something that we learned versus is is a uh, shit scores different regionally. Right, so a lot of the street records and shit that Fat Joe was playing, yo, I knew them shits because them shits banged in my hood. Them shits banged where I was from. If you was from St. Louis, I can't say that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that Fat Joe shit was ringing off the way it was ringing off out here. I thought it was real cool. Like, it was a good look. But you can't have Remy Martin out here rapping big pun parts. It was a good look for Remy, and Remy killed that shit. Remy smoked that shit because she's awesome. But that was corny as fuck. If we're talking hip-hop, like, you can't have Remy out here, you know what I'm saying? And, and I mean, knowing the history of, of, of all that, right? Like, nigga, Remy dissed Fat Joe and shit because Remy was Pun's artist, like how Lil' Kim was Big's artist. So, like, you feel what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's a lot of shit there that... It's tough to say. Um, I knew that they was. It was cute to see how they worked it with Ashanti, where they had Ashanti come out and she sang the shit she had with Ja Rule, and she sang the shit that she had with Fat Joe. Um, Joe brought out some friends because Joe was never supposed to be the rapper. He was the label guy. He was the business guy that had to rap. Right, like, like, uh, 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 like Diddy with No Way Out. Right, Diddy had to be the artist. Even, even like Birdman, early Birdman with Cash Money. Right, where like Birdman and Manny Fresh were bigger artists than Lil Wayne at one point in time. Now imagine if you know for whatever reason Lil Wayne wasn't able to become Lil Wayne. Right, I mean that's basically what happened. Like Pun was that nigga. Pun was super, like super nice. And right when Pun was supposed to, you know, take the next step, he had his health challenges, God rest the dead. But Joe still had to do it. And that, that Jealous One's still in the album, in my opinion, is a great album. Right? But, you know, that's what made me respect Joe. Like, yo, bro, you lost your best player and you're still competitive. During a time when there was some... major major like 50 cent might be the most successful rapper in terms of album sales to ever come out of queens this was a time when 50 cent was a little nigga type of shit. you know what i'm saying like you had hove you had Nas, you had x um you had puff you had the wu-tang niggas Right, like it was, it was, it was. I mean, he, it was heavy, heavy. So, like, as we progress as a culture, well, let me start talking about Ja Rule. One thing that's underrated about Ja Rule, or that goes overlooked as it pertains to Ja Rule, is Ja Rule's always ready. Like, we got the jokes about Ja Rule and all that. You know what I'm saying? We had jokes because a lot of us chose 50 during a beef 
notwithstanding uh, Ja Rule was going through a federal indictment. He had a way bigger enemy than 50 Cent. His shit was just poor timing. Right? He was, it was the United States of America versus Jeffrey Atkins and Irving Lorenzo. That's Irv Gotti's. You know what I'm saying? It was that type of shit. Um, they big homie, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know, like, listen, you could look up the court do documents. I ain't got to go into depth about that. Um, but Ja Rule's a professional, a consummate professional. Ja Rule's always ready. You could say, you could, you, you know what I'm saying? We could have the jokes about the fire festival and all that. Ja Rule didn't go to jail. Ja Rule didn't go to jail. Listen, l l l let me ask you something. When a bunch of no-name white dudes and one famous black dude, when some scandal go down, when do the no-name white dudes go to jail and the famous black dude not? You feel what I'm saying? That told me all I needed to know about that fire festival shit. The famous black dude was home chilling. He may he, he may have lost some money, but the you know what I'm saying he wasn't convicted. Whereas though the no name white dudes they are in jail, prison. That tells me all that we need to know, right? So um, who won? I don't fucking know. One, I don't know. Does winning matter? Does winning matter anymore? Does getting the bag matters? Because something that these dudes were saying is like, yo, hey, the, hey, listen, the price of the brick done went up, nigga. But what are we giving up? What are we giving up? Right. What, what, what now? Now, you know, what I'm saying we, we got to we got to listen to the criticism this week and shit. I'm, I'm sure Lil Boosie heard uh, Lil Nas X album. He going to talk about whatever he, you know, this is what we going to this is what we got to listen to. So we got to talk about. This is what we gonna argue about, type of shit. You know what I'm saying? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. If we be real, this is bullshit. This is a waste. So what are we giving up, right? We had the 20 year anniversary of, of fucking 9/11. Pulled out of Afghanistan, all of that shit, and I had to talk about how much of a, you know, clusterfuck it was, or whatever, whose fault it was, whatever. But with 9/11, um. As someone who was an adult, a young adult, yeah, I was 16. Um, I remember I'm in, uh, I think, third period math. I'm Miss fucking, what's her, what was her name? She was a nice woman, too. She loved the rules. She always followed the rules, and I respected that about her because she was consistent. What was this woman's name? Miss D'Alessandro. I was in Miss D class, and this girl, Raquel, shout out to Raquel Summers. I, I don't know. I don't know if you even know that I got a podcast, Raquel, but if you listening, what up, though? Um, Raquel Summers came into came into class. And she was like, yo, they just bombed the World Trade Center. And my stupid ass, I immediately start. You stupid bitch. That was fucking years ago. Yo, dumb ass. That ain't, that was, that was in like 93. What the fuck are you on? Drugs? They didn't do that shit today, you asshole. Stupid ass. She came in late. And like, I don't even know why I went so hard on Raquel. Because Ra Raquel was cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Raquel was cool as shit. Like, 
she used to roll the weed good. Her, fucking her and I, we used to smoke weed. Um, she was cute. I haven't seen Raquel in years, but she was she was a, an attractive woman back when we went to school together. And a lot of the dudes that uh, would try to get attention from Raquel, these niggas had weed, and she would she would let she was she was smoking niggas. She was the homie. She was hella cool. Um, her sister ran track. Her sister was a beast at track. Right, she was just hella cool. You know what I'm saying? She, so I, I, I remember her. I remember her and her moms gave me a ride to Baltimore one time when I had to go out there. When I had to go out there to head with some shit. You know what I'm saying? She was hella cool. Shout out to her. But um, I spazzed, motherfucker. That one motherfucking recent yo dumbass blah blah blah. Boy, was I wrong? And I could have sworn that. We got out of school early. That they let us out of school early. And everybody was like, nah, nigga, you just left early. And the reason why I, I feel like we, we got out of school early is because I remember going home. And, you know, I talked to my moms when I was home. You know what I'm saying? My parents wasn't together at the time. And my dad always worked in New York City. My dad still works in New York City. And my dad was living in Brooklyn at the time. And we couldn't get in contact with my dad. And it was, it was you know, uh, kind of stressful period because my dad working in Manhattan, um, riding the subway and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, to make a long story longer, we found out that my dad kept, back then used to catch the subway out of World Trade Center to go to Brooklyn and uh, he caught the train at like 838 and I think the first plane hit at like 846 type of shit so he he just got out but it was it was I mean it was fucked up it was pandemonium it was it was crazy and I and you know what I'm saying I, I, I was going to high school maybe 40 minutes away from New York City um, so it, it wasn't even like the shit was on top of me but when you look back at the 20 years, all the things that we gave up, there was a point in time when you could give away your your plane ticket. Like if you had a plane ticket to Taiwan and you couldn't go, you could just give the ticket to your man. And your man would get on the plane and go to Taiwan. I don't even think you could do that with like a bus ticket these days. But like we used to be able to do that with a plane ticket. You feel me? Where like after post 9-11. Pardon me. Pre 9-11. Niggas was wearing. Niggas wasn't taking off their shoes to go through no security. Niggas weren't doing no shit like that. It, was, it wasn't the illusion of safety bullshit that we have today. Right? Like, when you look at the Patriot Act and how much we, how much of our protections we give up for the illusion of security. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and. There's all types of shit in that in that uh, uh, Patriot Act, right? Like, like I remember on um, 
I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. That whole song, which was Ice T song. The whole setup, the all that, right? Bring, you know what I'm saying? Going back to talking about older hip hop artists and all that. That that was Ice T's. You could do your Googles, look up Ice T 99 problems. Like Hove stole a lot of that shit. Not saying that Hove's a bite. Hove is a, one of the greatest ever. But that was Ice T shit. But but he was like, uh. Uh, but my drug compartment is locked, so is the trunk in the back, and I know my rights, so you're going to need a warrant for that. Not under the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act says, hey, bro, if we suspect you of some kind of terrorism, nigga, and, and mind you, there are no laws for domestic terrorism. There are no laws for domestic terrorism. If they suspect you, right, being non-American, and if you are non-white, you, that, you, you are placed in the, nigga, you in American category, right, um, unbeknownst, those types of rights was, was relinquished as a result of the Patriot Act, you feel me, so, as it stands now, Three strikes was a Democratic president, right? There's this build it better strategy, this build it, you know, this, uh, the infrastructure bill for Joe Biden. And it's a three and a half trillion dollar bill and they're going to be doing all of the stuff that they doing and shout out to them for all it, right? I'm, I don't know. I don't really know what they're doing. But I know that there's certain laws that's being changed. I know that bank transactions uh, at a $600 minimum are going to be investigated under the IRS. At a time when the IRS came out and, and told us, hey, listen, we don't really audit, you know, rich niggas because we ain't got the budget for it. We ain't really got the budget to fight these rich niggas in court, but we can come after your poor ass. And I'm saying, yo, you're going to come after people for $600? Like, seriously, you can come after people for $600? Yo, there are published articles. There's books written about how the Brooklyn Nets will pay for Airbnbs and pay for homes that their players have as guests. There's articles written about the Los Angeles Clippers who just broke ground on a new stadium. How um, the Los Angeles Clippers claimed a $700 million loss on their taxes. And you gonna come after niggas for $600? What protections are we giving up? This gener- the, the generation behind me, God bless y'all, but y'all don't give a fuck about y'all privacy. Y'all don't even know what privacy really is because I don't think y'all have ever lived in a world that was private. Y'all put everything online, good, bad, or otherwise... Right. You 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 have no concept of actual tangible life because everything has been digital for you. You don't know a life without your phone. 
Nobody believes that they're addicted to their phones. And as someone who, um, I'll say that I am addicted to my phone. I, I make a conscious effort to not be right. Um, but like, it's, it's just, it's just so fucked up. Right. Shout out to iPhone for having, you know, what I'm saying the, the the screen time limitations and things like that, that you could put on your shit to not be all into your shit. But it's it's it, what are we giving up? Like, what, what are we giving up for this? Right. And I mean, now. We got uh, Haitian refugees trying to get into the United States, right? The news is telling us that uh, all of these people are are at the Texas border. All these Haitian people are at the Texas border trying to get their way into the country. And, and you know what I'm saying? Joe Biden's like, nah, we sending them the fuck home. But we're going to give these Afghan refugees money. Like... This is what people mean when they say like uh, both sides are the, are the same, right? Like these Af- these Afghan refugees, they gonna come over here. They gonna get grants. They gonna get business loans. They gonna get a shot. And some of them gonna gonna do it right. And they're going to be successful with this shot that they receive from the federal government. When a lot of these people harbor resentment for Americans, there's a lot of people who immigrate to this country who harbor resentment for citizens in this country. Oftentimes, this resentment is planted, this seed of resentment is planted by the people that they encounter at the immigration offices when they get here. This is just a fact. I'm not making this up. This is a fact. This is actual factual information. No bullshit. Right? So, it looks a little funny, Joe Biden. It looks a little funny. That's all. Why can't the Haitians stay? Especially considering all the things that the United States government has done to Haiti. Like, why can the Haitians stay? We we've we've never gone to war with Haiti. Never. The Haitians are the reason. I mean, yo. Haitians are a big reason why the North won the Civil War. I don't have time to go into it, but the Haitians are a huge reason why the North won the Civil War. The Haitians are a huge reason why the United States has been able to expand and and develop and be the world power that the United States is today. A lot of that is due to Haiti. Haiti did us a favor. Um, So, yeah. It'll be intriguing to say i have no idea what's really gonna happen with us politically us is in the united states 
Um, y'all heard me briefly talk about fucking Nicki Minaj. Um, I think this COVID shit is really... Dumb. Like, it's just really dumb. The shit that we argue with is just really dumb. The shit that we argue over is really dumb. It's really dumb. Like, this isn't the first time the government made you get vaccinated to participate in government activities. All of us had to get vaccinated to go to college. To go to public school. All of us. Right. There there, there are, are, are people who don't want to get vaccinated. And that's cool. Don't. That's fine. But don't be mad when the federal government don't want you to show up because you're not vaccinated. Like. And also, if you're not vaccinated because you don't believe in science or you don't believe in the, the, the you don't believe the science, you don't believe the doctors, you don't believe the medical system. Don't go to the hospital when your shit fucked up. Why? Why would you do? Why would you go to? The, hey, hey, I, I, I got COVID. I didn't get the vaccine because I don't trust doctors, but I'm gonna go to the hospital and shit because I need doctors to help me. Like, don't do that. Shit's weird to me. Right? We got, uh, uh, uh we got students. We got, we got, yeah, you know, we got babies, kids dying because they stupid ass parents don't believe in getting vaccinated, and they, they, they eight year old can't get vaccinated. We got little kids dying with like within hours of showing symptoms dying children i don't wish that for anybody but could you imagine the guilt could you imagine the guilt i can't it's fucked up so here come Nicki minaj proving to us why once again just because someone is good at their job or just because someone is highly paid at their job does not mean that they're intelligent. Let me say that again. Just because someone is highly paid does not mean that they are smart. Nikki came out here selling tickets talking about her cousin in Trinidad got uh uh got the COVID vaccine and the nigga nuts are swollen and he's sterile. That ain't the COVID vaccine, Nicki Minaj, that's syphilis. That nigga is burning. Like, that nigga needs to get medical treatment for the sexually transmitted infection that he has. And there's so many people who come out here every fucking day and they talk the same stupid bullshit about this vaccine. And you're like, yo, dog, I'm going to trust the guy. All right. So pause for one second. Y'all heard me talk about my man Sal in this podcast, right? My man Sal, he's married. He has a beautiful family. Shout out to the Davis family. 
Sal's wife is a doctor, an actual medical doctor, not a, not a, you know what I'm saying? She's not the doctor of philosophy for volleyball. No, but she's an actual doctor. I know how long Dr. Shelly Ann Davis went to school. I'm not going to tell you this woman's age. But her and I went to high school together. She's still taking exams and shit. Studying for exams, right? You feel me? So she's been doing this shit for a while. Her level of expertise is at a point where I can't begin to fathom on being on that same level. So we're in a society now where our society is so anti-professional, right? We don't value professionals in our society. We don't value professionalism in our society. Motherfuckers go on vacation. And people stay in other people's homes. People don't stay in hotels. There used to be an industry. The hospitality industry. And this hospitality industry. Was about. Finding the optimal. Experience. For you. The client. Now I mean granted. Hey, a lot of these companies. A lot of these corporations. Have done a lot to fuck that experience up, but it used to be it 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 used to uh, uh, be to the client's benefit, right? And I mean now, right? It's still that same type of system. We just call it something. We we just say, oh, now nah, I'm plugged in, or I got a hookup with X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? But now if people got to get to the airport, they're not calling the airport shuttle. They're not calling a taxi cab. They're calling an Uber, a Lyft driver. And yeah, nigga, you might have to pull over and shit because, you know, this nigga's Nissan Maxima is running low on coolant. So yeah, sorry, bro. You're going to be late and shit because I got to go get coolant because my Maxima's overheating. But that would never happen if you was with a professional. It would never happen. You've never been in a taxi cab that overheated. I don't give a fuck how foul, how crazy this taxi cab smelled. I don't care what any kind of fucking uh, fucking xenophobic ideals or thoughts you might have about this cab driver. That shit wasn't breaking down. That was a professional driving you. We've been convinced by corporations that professionals are no longer important. Just saying. In my business, right? I'm investment licensed in a couple states. I talk to people who think they can do my job because their account on Robinhood is whatever their account on Robinhood is. No, nigga. You can't. Hey, we're going to reach a time where 
motherfuckers gonna feel like they could do their own root canals and shit. Like professionals in this society are an endangered species. We have no interest in professionalism. So when you have a doctor, a scientist, an epidemiologist who's dedicated at least a decade of their life to learning about this one particular subject, you're going to say, yeah, nah, nigga, that's bullshit because Nicki Minaj got on her Twitter account and said her cousin got swollen balls in Trinidad. You feel what I'm saying? This is this is this is where we are. And on the flip side, one of the people that's arguing so staunchly against Miss Minaj about this particular topic is Joy Reid. And that makes it like a lot more I'm not shooting Nicki Minaj no bail. But fuck Joy Reid. Joy Reid don't be coming with this much energy when these when uh uh these white dudes be doing the bullshit they be doing about vax. Joy Reid don't be coming with that. What happened to believe all women, Joy Reid? Right? What happened to that? Like if Nicki Minaj said that some nigga touched her butt who may have never touched her butt, would Joy Reid be calling her, be saying that her claims are ridiculous, calling her a liar and all that shit? Fuck no, she wouldn't. Right? And again, as there's a lack of professionalism or that, that we even care about. And the reason why we don't care about it is because a lot of you niggas, a lot of you niggas, a lot of you niggas suck. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying this to be offensive so much as I'm saying it to raise awareness. A lot of you niggas suck. A lot of you niggas suck as professionals. You suck at your job. A lot of you niggas suck at being parents. Your kids are, are terrible. A lot of you niggas suck at being partners. You suck at being a wife. You suck at being a husband. You suck at being a boyfriend. You suck at being a girlfriend. You suck, nigga. A lot of you motherfuckers feel like you don't have to get better. You don't have to improve. You don't have to be an honest person. You don't have to do things that make you a remarkable human being just because I pay my bills. I ain't got to read no books, nigga. I'm done with school. It be, it be niggas on social media arguing with women about buying flowers yo why i gotta buy flowers i pay all the bills nigga just buy the girl some fucking are you kidding me nigga hey listen i'm not the i'm not the one to talk to about relationships i get a lot of shit wrong when it comes to relationships a lot of shit wrong but I'm not going to complain like bitches the way some of y'all niggas be complaining like bitches. And I don't mean bitch like like as a derogatory term to women. I mean, I use bitch from a human aspect. A lot of punk ass, punk ass, pussy, soft fuck shit 
is bitch shit. And it's because niggas don't understand the ebb and the flow, the deposit and the withdrawals on a lot of shit. Everything in life is deposits and withdrawals. Everything in life is, hey man, how much did you put in? Oh, you put that much in? All right, cool. Since you put that much in, this how much you're going to get out. Right? And because there's such a dearth of real nigga shit that's out here, the pussy shit be winning. The pussy shit be winning to the point where where eh, that's that's another conversation. I'm you know what I I was about to go on a complete whole different tangent. I got some notes and shit here. I'm not even paying attention to these notes. Fuck all that. Fuck these notes. Um, I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about that that uh fuck man about that white dude who went on that road trip with his girlfriend and his girlfriend missing but I can't find the article that I was looking at and there's so much shit in this story that's just like like It'd it be a lot of shit happening where I'd be like, damn, a black dude could never get away with that. Could never. A black dude could never get away with Never. This nigga. <laughs> All right. Pause for one second. Y'all may have heard of this story about uh, those three women that beat that hostess in New York City. Those three women from Texas that beat that hostess up in New York City over the mask mandate. I went to the U.S. Open. And the U.S. Open, you know, anything in New York City to get inside of an event, you got you to gotta show your vaccination card. Which is lazy as shit considering that we're probably going to be the only country with vaccination cards without a QR code. So that's how motherfuckers could have uh, fake vaccination cards. And if they're smart enough not to spell Moderna with a fucking A, they'll probably get it off. But these bitches thought it was a and, and like they're on camera. Beating up this hostess. And it's white women doing it. And like, you like, yo, why? Like, over that? You know what I'm saying? Like, lock their ass up. Um, But this white girl, Gabby Petito, um, All right. So how much shit has to happen to white women before white women start talking about black men the way black women talk about black men? And I don't mean all the black women. There's a certain segment of black women 
that talk about black men in a way that's foul or they talk about white men in a way that's grandiose. And when I've read, all right, so so there's a, uh, this is from, um, it's from ABC7. ABC, ABC7, Eyewitness News is a news franchise here in this part of the world. And they showed the body camera footage and all that. Um, police in Utah released body camera footage of officers encountered with Gabrielle Petito, 22-year-old woman originally from Long Island, disappeared on a cross-country road trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Florida couple was traveling to Oregon when Petito stopped communicating with her family somewhere in Wyoming in late August. <sighs> late August. Laundry, who has been named the person of interest by police in Northport, Florida, returned to their Gulf Coast home in Petito's 2012 white van on September 1st, 10 days before Petito was reported missing by her family in Blue Point. The new video shows the Moab City Police Department responding to the report of a domestic incident involving the couple called in by a third party on August 12th. You go watch the video. Y'all may have seen the video. If Laundry, whatever, if Brian was, you know, fucking, uh, if Brian was Barack, you feel what I'm saying? Like, whatever they saying your father did, he did that shit. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't have the information. I don't have the facts. You guys could do your Googles. You guys could check it out if you want to check it out. Um, He did that shit. And like white dudes be doing that shit. And white dudes have always done that shit. And white dudes get the benefit of the doubt for doing that shit. It's niggas getting more jail time for PPP fraud than they are for storming the Capitol, for trying to overthrow the government. Ladies and gentlemen, there are no rules. There's nothing in your way. There are no gatekeepers to anything. Nothing is sacred. These people that you think are successful are not. These people that you think are wealthy are not. These people that you think are good, they're not. So if you're not good, hey, you could just lie like you lie like everybody else is lying. If you ain't where you want to be, that's totally fine. Nobody is. Nobody is. There's no nothing matters. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is important. Everything. This is this is the real deal. Wild, wild west. And it is going to get worse because everybody's poor. Everybody's chasing that money. Everybody's behind on a bill. 
Everybody got some shit overdue. Everybody can't miss out on a paycheck. And by everybody, I don't mean individuals. I'm not talking about individual human. I mean like the U.S. Open had niggas out here in a hurricane because they can't afford to not have people out. They can't afford one day of missed revenue. They can't afford one. They cannot afford one fucking day of missed revenue. You feel what I'm saying? It's yeah, man. It's America. This is the new America, right? I ain't gonna talk about the Met Gala. I ain't gonna talk about none of that shit. I, you know what I'm saying? I, there's so much bullshit I could talk about. I'm not gonna talk about soccer players who, I mean, soccer soccer teams who can't sign players or whatever because uh, they don't have the cash. Something was jarring um, uh, when you know the Raiders couldn't afford to sign their best player because they had to put the guaranteed money in a separate account and they were cash flow deficient. And it was like, well, damn, how the fuck is you? You know what I'm saying? Everybody, not just y'all, everybody, not just us. Pardon me. I ain't going to say y'all, not just us, because I got my own struggles, too. And some of those struggles show up, especially on this podcast. I don't know if y'all noticed. But uh, this is this is a pretty. Pretty small ship that we're sailing. And. I don't get paid for this. I lose money if you look at what what it costs for the year to have the pod and 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 what I put in. I I I I lose money and that's fine. Um I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the outlet. I appreciate being able to come out here and talk to y'all. Y'all actually like the shit that I talk about. And you actually listen to this shit. I I'm so fortunate. I'm so grateful for that. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to come out here and talk and you know crack jokes and be funny and be insightful and do research on certain topics and generally want to come out here and have something to say and say it with a certain amount of force and fucking eloquence and diction and be informed about things that I may have been uninformed about five days ago. But when I speak with you guys, I don't want to sound like a cave person. It's hard. And sometimes I don't have it in me to do that. I don't feel like doing that. I got shit going on in my life that, you know, distracts me from doing it. I'm not going to go in depth about the things that I got going on in my life because y'all don't really give a fuck anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why things have been kind of inconsistent in terms of the regularity in which that we drop an episode because sometimes the hosts don't feel like doing it. But don't feel bad for me because I feel great. I ain't even gonna hold you. I feel great, and um, I hope they give me some shit to talk about next week. Cause I want to do it, and you know, 
I think that that'll be great if I can work out a way because I can work out a way. And I mean, if I have to be more open with my audience, if I got to be more open with y'all, I'll be more open. I I know no intentions of making this that kind of podcast. But hey, if that's what it got to be for me to get in touch with y'all, for me to get in front of y'all every every week, then that's fine. But um, that's all I'm gonna talk about for now. I got some other shit to, to talk about. Like I I don't I don't want to talk about the Kaepernick series on Netflix with Avery DuVernay because I don't think I have anything good to say about that. I don't want to talk about the National Football League because I don't think I have anything good to say about the National Football League. So I'll just keep them shit to myself. Um, but again, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, please subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on hella platforms, man. And as we try to get back in the swing of things, we try to get some regularity back into this. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely want to be a resource that y'all niggas check out. So subscribe, rate, and comment. We out here and um, we'll have an episode for y'all next week. Y'all take it easy. Please be safe. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. And um, that that dude, Brian, definitely did that shit, man. Y'all take it easy. I'll talk to y'all soon. Yeah.